Okay, Hebrews chapter 2, if you want to turn there, we'll start in Hebrews chapter 2. We started in Hebrews last week and talked about this great truth that uh, the theme of Hebrews, one of the big themes, uh, of the great themes is that Jesus is better than everything in the Old Testament. And so because we have Jesus now, uh, it's a help to us. We're looking at these things as we go through the great themes in the book of Hebrews. We saw last week also that he's writing to an immature audience. An audience that hasn't grown. They ought to be teachers, but they have need they ought to be taught again. And so this is the, the, the setting of the book of Hebrews. Here's some warning signs that we see around our, our area. Caution, slippery when wet. We, we mopped several times out today as the snow came in. It can be very slippery out there. One time my mom was in a um, restaurant in the U.S., uh, Steak and Shake. Have you ever been to Steak and Shake? And she slipped on a pickle. I said, we should own that steak and shake, man. We should be suing that. That's our steak and shake. And she wiped out a pickle on the floor and uh, almost hurt herself. So sometimes they have signs. You see those yellow signs, caution, slippery when wet, or do not enter. I remember when I first moved to St. Thomas, I was driving around just kind of getting a lay of the land, and, and uh, people were waving at me. I thought, what a friendly town. I realized I was going the wrong way on a one-way street over by Canes over in that area, and Scott Street. So they, were, they weren't waving at me. They were telling me that I still had Ohio license plates on my car, so they probably understood what was going on. So uh, we see these signs. How about this one? Slow children. Not, let me just say it. <laughs> I always say that wrong. Slow children at play. <laughs> you got to be careful how you say that. I, 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 I knew I was going to do that. It's not slow children at play. <laughs> Their mental capacity or, or how fast they can run. Like it, it's not that. Slow children at play. No lifeguard at duty. Swim at your own risk. These are all warning signs that we see every day. Anytime there's a warning sign, you have a choice. Do you ignore it or do you obey it? Do you... Do you Take no, maybe we see the signs so often we just kind of ignore them. We kind of uh, don't worry about that. And we did it one time when I was in college. Uh, some of you went to Pensacola. I went to Pensacola College. And I was going to the beach one day, and they had a sign flashing saying, Dangerous surf today. Dangerous tides today. And so uh, we, didn't, we ignored that sign. We went swimming anyway, and one of my buddies got caught in a, uh, a riptide a little bit. We were able to get him back to shore, but it's kind of a dangerous situation. We chose to ignore the warning sign. Sometimes warning signs are meant to be obeyed, and sometimes they're meant to be just taken note of. For example, when you're driving and you see a sign that says, warning, deer crossing. You don't slam on your brakes, turn around and say, we can't go that way. There's deer crossing this way. You don't, you don't do that. You just take note. Hey, I'm going to be careful. I'm going to put my high beams on maybe if I can. I'm, I'm going to go a little slower. This is where the deer may go. A uh, pastor Yeoman speeds up trying to get, you know, he wants to kill a deer either way. Bruce Mifflin's always on, on alert to get a, a roadside dinner, right? You know, get those kind of things and roadside takeout. And uh, so we see those signs, deer crossing. Well, woven throughout the book of Hebrews is a great warning for all of us. And we're talking about the great themes of Hebrews. Today we're going to talk about a great warning. The great warning of the book of Hebrews and so as the author writes to this immature audience about how wonderful Jesus is, he's better than angels, he's better than everything, he's better than all those things, we have a better Jesus, we have a better Savior now, he warns us throughout the book of Hebrews, this great warning, that I hope will be a help. Some of you today probably need to slam on your brakes and take real note of this warning, and some of us need to be careful and just cautious and proceed with caution, because it's a warning for all of us today 
take note and be on guard. Let's have a word of prayer, and I'm going to share with you the great warning of the book of Hebrews. Our Heavenly Father, we come today, we're asking for your presence in our life and our presence in this service. We learned last week about the, the people that the book of Hebrews was written to, that they were dull of hearing, lazy in listening. And Lord, I pray that we would not be like that, that we would be attentive and, and in tune to what you want to tell us today, that we would take heed to the warning in the book of Hebrews. So Lord, all of us will have been saved a short time or a long time, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. This warning is for us today, and Lord, I pray we would look at it seriously and hold on to it and apply it in our lives. So please help us today to listen to your spirit. In your name we pray, amen. we we'll read Hebrews chapter 2, we'll begin at verse number 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which is at first began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. We'll stop there for right now. A great warning. Number one, be careful not to slip. Be careful not to slip. He says, be careful. Verse number, verse number one says, at any time we should let them slip. talks about don't neglect your great salvation. Now, I believe, and I, people may disagree, I believe the book of Hebrews is primarily written to believers. And so I believe that even as someone who possesses salvation, you can let it slip. In fact, Pastor Yomas was talking about today about the, the, when we don't grow and, and those things, and it's easy to, to kind of get into that routine. I think this, the warning of the book of Hebrews is part of this. Don't slip back. Don't slide back. Don't let things slip away from you. Uh, you got saved. You were excited. But things can easily slip. The word slip just means to be carelessly passed. It just kind of falls through your fingers. The idea of neglect there in verse number 3. Also means to be careless, to take lightly. That's not that big a deal. Hey, listen, the gospel, the life of Jesus Christ given for your sin is a big deal. It ought to affect your thinking every day. And sometimes we let that slip out of our minds. It's not in the forefront of our mind, and, and our salvation can kind of slip. Not that you lose, we're not, be very careful. You cannot, we believe, according to the Bible, it's very true, you cannot lose your salvation. It doesn't slip out of your hands, but the idea of salvation is not impacting you. Be careful. Don't let your salvation, don't let uh, this change of life slip. I think the Bible is very clear, even the book of Hebrews, that salvation is once for all. It's a warning against careless Christianity. Careless Christianity. Just going through the motions, not growing. You can easily become the, the audience that needs to be taught again when you show to be teachers, right? You can easily become dull of hearing and not thinking about what the preacher is saying, what the what devotions are saying, what the Bible is saying. It's easy to let it slip. That's the caution, the warning here. Be careful not to slip. What do you think about this? The gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the life-changing gospel is a tool, not a trophy. I want you to think about that. It's a tool, not a trophy. I don't know if you've ever won a trophy. 
I'm sure you have some kind of ribbon, a medal of something. When you get that, it's pretty exciting, but then it, it just kind of sits there. You don't use a trophy. I don't think it, well, maybe the Stanley Cup. They drink out of it. They take it. They do different things, and they, have, they can actually use it. But most trophies are not usable. They're for display. And I'm, I'm, I hope today that you're going around telling everybody you're a Christian and you're saved and you're, you're excited about that and people can see that in your life and they can see the change of Jesus Christ in your life. But the gospel is not meant to be a trophy that just sits there. It's a tool. It's a life. As you understand the gospel, it transforms your life. That's what Pastor Jones was talking to us even about today. It's like transform, transformation comes in abiding with Jesus Christ, understanding the gospel and how it impacts. It's a tool that uses for trans, tra- transformation a catalyst for radical change in our life. And so don't just take for granted your salvation. That's, I think, the, the warning here. Don't let the, the impact of the gospel slip in your life. Is the gospel impacting your life today like it did the day you got saved? Or has that slipped? That's the warning of the book of Hebrews. Be careful. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how long uh, you've been on this journey. Don't let it slip. In fact, I, I believe... You know, salvation is not a trophy for us, but really you're the trophy of the grace of God. My, anything that my life is ought to be a trophy of the grace of Jesus Christ in my life. It's God working through me and on me and in me. And so I'm really the trophy for his grace. His gospel is not my trophy. I'm his trophy. And so let the gospel be a tool that transforms your life. So that's, that's the warning here. Be careful, don't slip. Be careful not to slip. But there's also a solution. Did you see that in the first verse? Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. I love that phrasing. Give the more earnest heed. Here's the solution. Give heed. Give the more. This is a really, uh, this phrase in, uh, in the original language in Greek is really very emphatic. It's like when you say, uh, I had the most bestest time over. Like, that's, not even, that's not even right. But when you say that, you're trying to emphasize how oh, it was the most best, it was the most wonderful time. Like you're, you're just using words that aren't even words to try to explain how emphatic. Well, these are actually words, but it's very emphatic. It's, it's uh, give more super abundant heed to what I'm saying. Listen, it's like grabbing someone by the shoulders and saying, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Don't let your salvation slip. Don't neglect your great salvation. It's a gift that ought not be put on the shelf. It ought to be used as a tool of transformation in your life. Don't let it slip. That's the warning here in the book of Hebrews in chapter 2. Look over to Hebrews chapter 3. The warning of the book of Hebrews, be careful not to slip. Hebrews chapter 3, be careful not to quit. Hebrews chapter 3, we'll look at verse number 12. He says, take heed, almost the same words as it was before, other than in the first verses, take the more earnest heed. It was like a super abundant above and beyond. But take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Departing from the living God. Don't quit. There, there have been people that, I, that have been in this auditorium that have gotten saved and, and the, the gospel was transforming their life and you know them and I know them, but eventually something happened and they departed. 
Are they still saved? Well, that's only between them and God, but if, if they're saved, they're always saved. They can't lose their salvation. I, I, I can only judge, you know, what's going on. And I don't try to judge people's outward. That's not my job. But it's possible to depart. Think about it. Here's a good example. In the Bible, there's a man named John Mark. John Mark traveled with Paul and Barnabas, right? You guys know the story of John Mark? Traveled with Paul and Barnabas, two great preachers. And here's John Mark. It's actually Barnabas' nephew. Travels with them. And guess what? Somewhere along the way, he left. He physically departed. He, the word there is to desert. Same word we have here, to desert, to leave, to go out, to go AWOL, to leave, with, to be out of there. And so John Mark, here, a follower of Jesus Christ, following Paul and Barnabas in the ministry, doing everything, busy, I mean, at the forefront of the battle, but he departs. Now, the Bible does tell us he does come back around later on, and Paul says, give me John Mark, he's profitable to me for the ministry. He does come back around, but there's a time of departure. That's the warning here. Be careful that even through unbelief in your salvation that you would depart, you would leave things behind, you you would you would slip away so far and, and get out and depart. It's possible. It's possible. And so it's a caution. It's a warning sign here. Don't let that happen to you. And here's a good solution. I love this next verse. The solution to that, look at verse number 13. But, on the other side, but exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. You see that? What's the solution for, I don't want Abe Nelson to depart. What's the solution? I need to encourage him. I need to exhort him. That's why we have face-to-face gathering at church. That's why we have face-to-face small group. I know some people are watching online because you're sick and different things, and you can't come. I, I get that. But if it's possible, you ought to be face-to-face with other believers to exhort one another daily, all the time. And even daily. He's saying daily. We don't have to have church daily, but are you in connection with other believers on a regular basis? Because sin is deceitful. That's what the Bible says. It could be you. It could be you that gets involved in sin and departs for a time. It could be you. Exhortation encouragement. I don't want you to depart. You don't want me to depart. And so I hope that you'll be a source of strength for me, and I hope I can be a source of strength for you. That's the solution. Be careful. Hey, hey, believers, be careful. Don't slip. Don't, don't take your salvation that's put on the shelf and, and not use it to transform your life. Hey, hey, believers, be careful that you don't depart. Just don't quit. Don't get all the way. And how you stop doing that? Encourage one another all the time on a regular basis, on a regular basis. I love to see uh, our, uh, our folks meeting together not at church on Sunday, but Tuesday for coffee or Thursday at someone's house. And all throughout the week, encouraging, sending texts to each other, uh, emailing each other, calling each other, encourage, 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 encourage. If there's somebody you haven't seen for a while at church, it doesn't mean you need to, to uh, babysit them, but encourage them, right? Because any one of us is possible. Warning sign, warning sign. Remember that, uh, I just saw this. Remember that, the robot on uh, Lost in Space? People, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's a TV show. Warning, warning, danger, danger. Never mind. I'm, I'm losing you. It might be a U.S. thing. I don't know. Forget it. Rewind the tape, go to the notes. <laughs> be careful. Warning. Be, watch out. Be careful. Don't quit. Encourage one another not to quit, not to give up. You see somebody slipping, you see somebody quitting, 
get in there, encourage somebody, have a coffee with them, go for breakfast with them, do something to encourage other people and let others be an encouragement to you. Be careful not to quit. All right, number three, lastly, turn to Hebrews chapter four. You've seen this warning in Hebrews chapter two, a warning in Hebrews chapter three, a warning in Hebrews chapter four. There's more, we won't go through them, but all of the same idea. Be careful not to slip. Be careful not to quit. Be careful not to fall. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Be careful. Don't come short of it. There's a, there's a promise to you. There's, there's a potential for you, and there's a danger of coming short of that. Verse, uh, chapter 4, verse number 11. Look down there. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. He's pointing to an example. We're going to talk about that, I think, next week, the great example of the book of Hebrews. There's a great example that runs through the book of Hebrews for us to follow or us to take note of. But he's saying, be careful, don't come short, don't fall. Those two words, verse 1 and verse 11 in the Greek, is the same Greek word, fall and come short. It means you're, there's a potential, there's a place you could be at, and you miss the mark. You've come short of that. Same word as for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, our sin, we miss the mark. And as a Christian, we can come short. We can miss the mark of a full service to Jesus Christ and a full commitment to Jesus Christ. And he's saying, be careful, don't come short. It's a solution, it's a caution against not reaching our full potential for Christ. And again, as a youth pastor, we would see this over and over again. I, I'd see these young people in our classes come through, and I think, oh, what potential, what potential for Christ. And I see them choose other things and fall short. And so that's the, the warning here. I don't care if you're 17 or 70, it doesn't matter. Be careful that you don't slip. Don't neglect your salvation. Be careful that you don't quit. Don't depart from the living God. And be careful that you don't fall short, that you don't measure up to your potential. Here's the solution. It says there in those two verses, verse number one, let us therefore fear. There ought to be a, a holy and a righteous fear in your life that I don't want to be the person that doesn't come to my full potential for Christ. I don't want to be that. I remember as a young adult, a teenager, older teenager, young adult, that desire to really serve God and that, that fear that I don't want to be, I don't want to slip away. Uh, I've had conversations with people like, hey, let me give you an example. When I committed my life to the Lord, I was 17 years old. I surrendered my life to the Lord at a conference, and several guys did the same thing. And what I did, I was so, um, I was so, intent on following through. I was so sick of making decisions that didn't last that I called a bunch of guys and, and some girls that had made decisions, and I started having them over to my house, and, and it eventually changed to other people's houses like every two weeks. And I said, hey, I want to do this because I know myself. I make these decisions, and I slip. I make this decision, and I slip, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of that. I want you to help me out. So let's get together a couple weeks. Every couple weeks on a Friday night, we'll come over, we'll eat some pizza, and we'll talk about what we learned in our devotions. And I want you to keep me accountable. And we did that. And we did that for, for months, if not an entire year. 
And I tell you, a lot of those people that were sitting in that room are, st- are in full-time service or are still in church where a lot of the other kids I know in that youth group did not do that. That was a help to me. It's a help to me because I had a fear. I know myself. <laughs> I know myself. I know that if I make a decision, I need someone to help me and encourage me and keep me accountable as a young adult, and that was a, a blessing to me. That's the idea. Have a fear. Let's, let us fear lest we have this promise that we don't reach. And so I hope you have this, this little bit of a fear that, you know, I know myself. I know my sinful nature. I'm not above slipping. I'm not above it. And that means me. It means Pastor Yeomans. You better pray for your pastors. Pastors can slip and fall. In fact, the devil would nothing like, like nothing better than to make a pastor how many of you, have you seen that? Have you seen the devastation, the wake that happens when, a, when a, a spiritual leader falls into sin or falls away? It's, a, it's, it's devastating at times. And so pray for your pet. Pray for one another. Pray for yourself. Fear helps us so we don't fall, miss this. And then it says labor. You know, roll up your sleeve and get busy and, and, and be busy with the Lord. Again, I go back to Pastor Yohan's message of what he preached this morning. You know, it's not all about, like, just trying harder. It's about spending more time with the Lord and abiding in Him. But there's a, a labor to that. It's, it's a, a time you put into spending time with the Lord. And, and so labor, keep yourself accountable and work at staying close to the Lord so you don't slip, you don't fall. There are many more warnings throughout the book of Hebrews. They're worded a little bit different. I mean, and if you, want to, if you wanted to read through the book of Hebrews and look for them, you'll find them. Just like you see deer crossing signs and warning signs all over, the, all over the place, you'll see them throughout the book of Hebrews. But it all comes down to this. If we're not careful, it's possible for a true believer in Jesus Christ, no matter how long you've been saved for, to fall short or slip away. You may call it backsliding, you may call it growing cold. You may call it being lukewarm. You can put a label on whatever you want. Losing your passion, leaving your first love. These are all terms that the Bible talks about. It's possible. It's a reality for many. Be careful. It's not a reality for you. That's the warning sign of the book of Hebrews. I used this last week. I'm bringing it out again. This is the, uh, the measuring stick for the grade three, four class. And so we do have, again, we have Peyton is on here. And so I'm not going to have her come up here. She wouldn't want to do that. I don't want to do that to her. But anybody, we always say, like, if you hadn't grown, we'd be worried about you. But what happens if we brought someone up here and not only had they not grown, they shrunk? That'd be bad. I mean, it's a reality as you get older. I understand. Like, I mean, I, I used to be six foot two. I think I'm six foot one and a half now. Gravity takes over, right? So I think, I think those things do uh, happen. But oh, for, for a healthy, normal child, if they didn't grow, we'd be very concerned. If they shrunk, if anybody on this board is shorter than they were in grade three or four, we got major, major problems. That's the idea of the warning of the book of Hebrews. Don't let things slip. We can't me- you can't measure yourself on a board in your spiritual walk and you know, where you are with Christ, but you know in your heart God will reveal it to you. If you would examine yourself, say, Lord, where, where am I? How am I doing? Am I slipping back or am I moving forward? So really in the Christian life, there's no standing still. It's progress or it's sliding or slipping. And so the challenge, the warning of Hebrews is 
Don't let it slip. Don't quit. Don't fall. Don't come short. Don't draw back. It's in there over and over and over again. Why? Because you got Jesus. <laughs> He's a better Savior. It's not about you can be better because you're a better person. No, you got a better Jesus. It's better than the sacrifices. It's better than the angels. It's better than everything. And because you have Jesus, don't slip away. Let this warning sign ring in your ears and examine your heart in light of the Word of God. Would you bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment? In the quietness of this moment, would you let the Holy Spirit examine you? Let this warning ring in your ears. Be careful. Have you neglected your salvation or is the gospel transforming your life today like it used to? Are you progressing in your... Are you growing? That's the idea of the whole theme. I know this portion of Hebrews talks about the theme we have for the whole year is about you know, deeper roots and lasting fruit and growing? Are you growing still? Are you moving forward still? Are you encouraging one another? Or maybe you need encouraged today yourself. Let me be a source of the encouragement today as I stand before you. Don't quit. Don't fall back. Don't miss out. Keep moving forward. Sin is deceitful. And maybe you believe the lie about sin right now and you're falling back because of that. Don't let that affect you. That's the warning of the book of Hebrews. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would speak to us, challenge us, draw us forward and closer to you. Lord, help us understand it's not about just trying harder and being better, but it's about working through, working out our own salvation, taking the gift of the gospel and letting it shine and change us, and impact a catalyst for radical change in our life. Help us not to neglect this wonderful gift you've given to us. Help us not to set it aside. Help us not to slip out of our minds and be careless with it, but Lord, help us to let it transform our lives. Thank you for the warning of the book of Hebrews. In your name we pray. Amen.